Welcome to the Well-Bred Rapids Message of the Week. We hope you are encouraged, strengthened, and experience the presence of God through this message by our senior leadership.
you, Lord, for what you have done. Thank you, Lord. Father, that you gave your only son. Jesus said you stripped yourself of all of your deity. Coming down here upon this earth. Making yourself just as man is. Ultimately for our salvation. Thank you that this day you put into motion transformation like this world would never see. That you came as a baby. That you gave your life as a ransom for all. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done. And we celebrate you. We honor you, Lord. We give you praise and glory. Come on, lift up a shout of praise for Jesus. Yes. He is so worthy. So, so worthy. All right. Amen. Well, we've got a lot of, a lot of fun things in store this morning here. My name is Matthew Fuller. If this is your first time here, I'm the executive pastor here at the Well Church. Excited to have you join us this morning. We've got a fun uh, video that we're gonna play here in just a moment of all of our children. We, we did things a little bit differently this year. Originally they were gonna act it out, but then we thought, you know what, it'd be a lot of fun just for all of these kids uh, in their own home to, to read through the uh, Christmas story in the Bible. So it's, it's funny, it's fun. Uh, we want you to sit back and enjoy as our children have some fun up here on the screen. Can you tell us one thing that you're thankful for right now? Love. Who loves you? Jesus. Who else? You. Mm-hmm. Who else? Everybody in the whole world. Hmm. Yep, probably. That my mother birthed me and that Jesus created me and that I'm alive. Dead. We have Rose, food, and shelter, and toys, and bikes, and cars. Um, Lisa. Um, my family. Family. There's so much stuff that's important. I would do this longer than I'm supposed to. <laughs> French fries. <laughs> French fries are important because you have to eat them. French fries. My mommy and my daddy. Uh, that I have your baba. Nice That Jesus died on the cross. Because if he didn't, um, I'm pretty sure no one would be alive. My new shirt. That Jesus is always with us, and he protects us, and his birthday is on the funnest year. The um, funnest year. That Jesus yeah. is, is the bestest, and yeah. he's the king. Yeah. The real king. Yeah. What would you give to Jesus for a Christmas present? How much money? Five dollars. 
What do you think he'd buy with the $5? I don't know. I think it's his cookies for his birthday. Cookies for his birthday. Get it! Christmas! Yep. <laughs> uh, cookies. I would give him Christmas lights. I would give him three Hot Wheels cars and five big lights. A Beyblade. A Beyblade? Mm-hmm. Okay. Liza? I'd give, I'd try and give him all the money I could. All the money mm -hmm. that you have? Okay. All the money I could. All right. <laughs> a flower. Um, five flowers. And a snowman. And a picture of baby Jesus. Um, all of my love that I love him. And, um, um, and a happy birthday card. Do you have your happy birthday card? Yeah. Probably Murph, Gold, Martin, Frankincense. Macy's present. <laughs> Some praise. My love in my heart. My, my smile. Your smile. Okay. My heart. Um, a hug. The water in my tummy just made us just wiggled. Mm. Do you think Jesus would rather decorate cookies, make a gingerbread house, or cut out snowflakes? Making your bed houses. Why? Because when we're more done, we would eat the gingerbread house. Cut out snowflakes. Why is that? Because it would um give him a bunch of time to spend with me when we're doing it together. Make a, Make a gingerbread house. Me too. Why? Um, because it's tasty and it's fun to eat. Okay. And it's I fun to build. I think it's fun to make. All right. It's made out of cake. All right. And cookies. And cookies. And that, just, that just makes me more hungry. <laughs> I would choose decorate a cookie and make a gingerbread house because he loves eating cookies and making joy all over the world so <laughs> I love I love maybe he loves it when he we make cookies so it makes him want cut out snowflakes yeah. and I mean make all of them oh, make okay. all of them yeah right uh, I think because all of them because I don't think he loves any of them more than any of them yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that what you think, Evan? Let me see. Let me see. Alright. Let me see. Um, I would say make a gingerbread house and because why? It's because it reminds me sometimes how the wise man built his house on the rock and the foolish man built his house on the sand.
And I like eating it. <laughs> All of them. Why is that? Um, cause if he does all of them, then he'll have more time to make um the stuff. Gingerbread. You think he would like to make gingerbread cookies? Why? Because he would love gingerbread cookies. Yeah. What about you, Jonas? What do you think Jesus would like to do? I want to make a gingerbread house now! Yeah, but which one do you think Jesus would like to do? Gingerbread house. No! Isn't no. Jonas make cookies? Because delicious. Because. You learn to be patient because you have to cook in the oven. Probably snowflake because he loves catching snowflakes on his tent maybe. Because he was in the heavens, probably it snows. Because he could just bounce on the clouds and maybe he can fly so he can catch as many snowflakes as he wants. So it was that wild day were there, the, the, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her, her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living in the fields, keeping, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the shine of you. You will find a babe wrapped in sweating clothes in the manger. Suddenly a great company of the hev heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heavens and on earth peace to those who his favor rest. Favorite. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph, the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had 
and when they had seen him, they spread the, the word, covering what had been told to them about this child. And all those heard marveled, all those were, which were told by them, the shepherds, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praised God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told them. This is Mary, this is baby Jesus, this is baby Roger, this is the two angels, this actually didn't go on the scene, but this is the shepherd, these are the three wise men. And they're holding the gifts. Hi, welcome to my next YouTube video. Today, I won't be with my sister, but don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Bye. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> wow, I have to compete with that. <laughs> How many of you want to hear that song, Mary, Did You Know Again? That was, I was like, seriously? That was amazing. So beautiful. Can we give the worship team, Sean, everybody a big hand clap? Yes. Wow, it all started in a corner of my living room. And here we are. What a blessing. I didn't realize they were going to read Luke because that's what I'm reading. <laughs> but I do have a different translation. But, um, oh, I'm just blown away by the goodness of God. He is so, so good. So, so good. I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. I love, if any of you know who um, Benny Johnson is, I love what she said, because people say, oh, that's not even a real translation. And she goes, no, actually, it's a better translation than the New King James, because it's in our language, right? And so I want to read, starting in chapter 2, Verse 8, it says, That night in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified. But the people reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, for everyone, everywhere. 
For today in Bethlehem, I love this, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by the miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Then all at once a vast number of the glorious angels appeared, the angel armies of heaven, and they all praised God, singing glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and there is hope given to the sons of men. Now I want to stop right there. The most important thing that we can remember in this story is that it's not just some story. It's not just some little fable or something that you read to your beds, or read to your beds, read to your children in bed on Christmas Eve. This is actually what happened. There was an, an immaculate conception. Mary was going to give birth to the Savior of the whole entire world. There had to be a Savior born, that he would be the last sacrificial lamb. The importance and the revelation of that is beyond the words that I will ever be able to articulate. My prayer is that the Holy Spirit comes right now and pierces and penetrates and takes the veil off your hearts, off your eyes that you can see. If you've never known Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, there had to be a bridge between us and the Father. Sin had come into the world and our Father, the creator of heaven and earth, is perfect without spot or blemish. He's righteous and he's merciful. There is, in him, there's absolutely no darkness at all. He is the light of the world. He is light. And because he is light, sin had to be eradicated. And the only way it could be eradicated, done away with once and for all, was to send his son, the only begotten son of God, of God, the very one that was sent, to take away. He had, no, he had been tempted in all points, just like you and I are. Every day, he stripped himself of humanity. Or, excuse me, he stripped himself of divinity and came just like you and I, tempted in every way that you and I get tempted. And he did it without sin so that he could be that final sacrifice. This day that he was born was so important because the Savior had finally come. The Messiah had come to take away all of our sins, that that bridge and that gap that was between the perfect one was now born. And for anyone who receives Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and does, you confess with your mouth, 
but you walk it out in your life. And there's evidence of the fact, and there will be evidence of the fact, that when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that not only is all of your sins taken away, but most importantly, you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. That sin nature that you once knew no longer will have you. And we have the word of God that we can renew our minds with so that we can walk in the likeness of him. So Jesus, I love the way this translation says it. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh. He is the Messiah. So it's important that you know that without him, one of the children said it perfectly, there wouldn't be any people. It's true. Not only would there be, there wouldn't be any people, he created us. But without him, there's no real life. Until you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you're dead. Your life is hidden in Christ. And when you come to Jesus, all your sins are forgiven. Anything that you have done, anything that you will do, doesn't mean you just go out and do whatever you want to do. But we all fall short of the glory of God. I want to give an opportunity. I remember... If I could go back to when I was, I grew up in an Episcopal church, nothing wrong with the church, I just never knew I could read my Bible. And I never had a relationship with the Father. I didn't know that that was a real thing. I heard about him. Frankly, I was quite bored. I just drew on the bulletin. And I just remember thinking, I can't wait till we're done because then we had lunch. But they would go through all their ceremonies and we would leave and life was just as usual. We never talked about Jesus. We never talked about Holy Spirit. I didn't even know he existed. I actually thought the shepherd and the wise men came at the same time because that's how we set them up under the tree in the manger. Come to find out. He was a couple years old before the wise men came. But then I was in my late 20s. And after many, 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 many mistakes in my life. How many of you can relate to that? I lived hard and wild for the world because I was a very lost and broken and hurt and abused girl. And I remember hearing about the love of the Father. And I was angry, happy, joyful, broken, all within a couple minutes' time. Angry that I'd never heard about this before. 
But something happened in my heart. All of a sudden, I realized that, wow, I have a father who loves me. And that Jesus wasn't Santa Claus. That he wasn't a figure of my imagination. He wasn't a fairy tale. That he was a real human being. He was alive. That he was born. And I started thinking, how come I never knew this? I wouldn't have done all the things I did had I known that I had someone who loved me unconditionally. And as I'm sitting there, tugging on my short miniskirt with my high heel stilettos, because that's what I knew, and it was really short. And so I was really wanting to go up because they gave what they call an altar call. And I started crying, and I have never cried in a church in my life. And I would never have cried in front of people. And I just, just wailed. And they said, if you want to know this Jesus, he'll take away all your sins, and you're going to experience the love of the Father like you have never experienced before. And no matter what you've done or what has been done to you, he will heal you. So I walked up there and I gave my life to Jesus. And I was never the same, never the same. I never knew that a father could love like that, that I didn't even know. I didn't even see. I couldn't see him, but I felt him, and I knew he was real. You didn't have to. You couldn't convince me otherwise. I knew that he was real. All of a sudden, the Bible that my grandmother gave me at my confirmation made sense. I had tried to read it, and it never made any sense. I did not get it at all. It just seemed like a bunch of gibberish. All of a sudden, the veil that had been removed from my eyes, I started reading the word, and it was like life was on it. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh my goodness, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. And I wanted to tell everybody, and I did tell everybody. Everywhere I went, I didn't care where I went, I said, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? And most of the time, people said no. And I told them why they needed to know. And I would pray for so many people because I didn't live in a, in a Christian community. I lived in a community of religion. And there's a difference between religion and, and having a real relationship. Religion has rules. Relationship includes freedom because you actually get to have the freedom to know who you are and whose you are. And you want to behold who you are beholding. You want to be just like him. You don't need anyone to tell you you have to do this and this and this and this and this and this. 
Nobody told me. All of a sudden, when I went to the, to, the, to the bar, I no longer wanted to grab a drink and go on the dance floor and dance to the worldly music in my short little miniskirt and my stilettos. Nobody told me I shouldn't do that, that it wouldn't be beneficial for me. The Holy Spirit inside of me told me as soon as I went and ordered my drink, the whole room began to spin. Because I knew, wait a second, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Why? Because it wasn't going to add to me. Because I had a relationship, and I have a relationship. If that's you, it is the most beautiful, most empowering, most freeing. And 2020 will look so different for you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or if you are not in right standing with him, would you be bold enough to stand up this morning? We want to pray with you. We want you to enter into 2021 with an intimacy, with the freedom of knowing that you know, that you know that you know whose you are and who you are. There's nothing more beautiful It's not embarrassing. He says, if you don't confess me before men, I will not confess you before my Father. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You're totally fine. Thank you, Lord. That's amazing. Anybody else that that you don't know, thank you. Praise God. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing. I believe that there's still somebody else. Praise God. Would you come forward, please? We just want to... Come forward, and we're going to lay hands on you and pray with you. There's nothing more beautiful than this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're going to take a moment and pray with these individuals. If there's anyone else in here, don't hesitate. Eternity is a long time. Heaven and hell are real, and heaven is created for mankind. Hell was never created for mankind, but mankind chooses it sometimes. But today is a new day. For these people up here, it's a new day. All of eternity. Thank you, Jesus. the angels sing.
where he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cups run, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Right now we get a witness the celebration of individuals that are gonna dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For all of eternity, come on. good father yeah. I'm going to receive the offering this morning I'd like us just to to sow today just in a heart of uh, <laughs> we got an emergency over here Like us just to sow just out of a heart of honor for what the Lord has done in our lives and what he's doing today. I think that's something we can all align our hearts with. There's a few different ways that you can give this morning. You can text to give, you can give online. They're gonna uh, put the number up here on the screen, but you can give in those sort of ways. You can also give in the baskets at the front as well. But honestly, I'd like us just each and, each and every one of us to really connect our hearts with what it is that the Lord has done. And, and you know, the offering for me, this isn't a separate moment. This isn't just a pause in service. This is a continuation of, of worship. It's a continuation of us laying our lives down and saying, Jesus, every part of me is enough. Not my words only when I'm singing to you, but absolutely every part of me, because our money represents our time. It represents the time that we spend outside of these walls. We get a return for the time that we invest in different areas of, uh, that we work in. And we're saying absolutely every part of my life is yours. And so even as those that came to the front today and say, Jesus, you are enough for me, we get to join in with them with action as we sow in the offering this morning. As we continue, as we get behind and support financially what it is that the Lord has done in this place, that it can continue to be done over and over and over again. Because I know that I know that I know that the Lord has great things in store for this community, for this body, and that we're going to see more and more souls coming in to the kingdom so that they would know who their Father is. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here. At the end of the day, it's so that humanity knows who their Father is, that they would be restored for all of eternity. All the songs we sing, the lights that we do, the camera, everything is all for people to know whose they are. Absolutely 
everything that we do comes down and boils down to Jesus Christ and Him glorified. So I want to invite you to give in the offering this morning. And after the, after the offering, we're going to start rolling the announcements, and then we're going to end service with candlelight. So during the announcement point, um, ushers are going to be coming down the, uh, the aisles and lighting uh, your candles. And if you would, just, just pass it down and light the, the person's candle next to you. But here's the trick. You ready for this? Very important part. When your candle is lit, don't turn your candle to light the other person's candle, okay? We're going to do this all together, and we're going to be real smart about it. Here we go. This is just like on the airlines. All right. So we're going to take the unlit candle. Unlit candle is in the right hand. Lit candle is in the left. And we are lighting our unlit candle on top of the lit candle. Okay. Can we all follow those rules? 2020 has already been enough. We don't need to burn the church down as well. Okay. All right. So uh, if I, I want to go... If you want to come and give uh, to the Lord, you're welcome to do that. And we're going to have the announcements and then uh, follow up with uh, the end of the service with candlelight. All right, you may give this morning.
make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Turn it. 
wish you could see what I can see. But if you turn around, you can see a little bit of it. It's beautiful. This little light doesn't compare to the big light that's within us. And I just want to thank God today for the new people that are now part of our family, part of our body of Christ, that forever they get to spend eternity with all of us who know Jesus Christ. They've got a lot of brothers and a lot of sisters, and that is exciting news, amen. Amen. I need to see, actually I forgot to bring my, my phone. I have some closing announcements. One announcement I know that I uh, do have, um, for those of you um, who don't have it, um, my book out there, normally it's like $15, but we are doing um, last weekend this week uh, for $10. And let me tell you that book, it means a lot to me. It was years in the making. A lot of it is, part, is parts of my testimony, but also parts of the testimony of the people that I've walked with in life. And I firmly believe that shame is something that most people deal with and they don't even know that they have it. And uh, it really helped to set me free while I was writing it and while I got the revelation of the fact that the thing that I was carrying around with me for years was preventing me from fulfilling what God had called me to fulfill because I was allowing my past to define me. And the Lord said, I don't want your past to define you, but only to refine you. And I think that's a good word. Um, also, uh, remember that we have a worship and healing service coming up uh, January 8th at 6.30. It was an amazing time. Many testimonies of people that got healed in their physical bodies and emotionally, which both are very powerful. And then um, we have a family meeting uh, December uh, 27th. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the fact that, you know, this has been tight this year. We want to talk about that. I talk about the fact that we're in this together. And uh, where we're going, I cast some vision. Because I believe in cultural transformation. I believe that all of Grand Rapids will be saved. And not in a form of religion, but in a form of relationship with Jesus Christ. That they'll experience the supernatural abundance of the gifts of the Spirit in their lives and in their homes. Um, so we're excited for all of that. Mark your calendars for all of the things that are coming up. Um, so that actually will be next Sunday. Next Sunday, right after the service, we'll have our family meeting. For those of you, this is your first time here. Welcome. We're so happy that you are with us. And... Uh, do you know what I'm going to do? Because I'm the senior pastor. I want to hear Mary, did you know? I knew it. I And then you're dismissed. You got to sing with us. We want people to come back. You can blow your candles out if you want. It's up to you.
ushers will get them later. by this message. For more information about The Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.